This is the Resilience Podcast 512, and I'm Cecil Ledesma. It's Saturday, November 19th. That bridge that connects the present to a more ideal world, the idea that no obstacle is too big to overcome, that no situation too dire to emerge victorious, and that you are never confined to how things are. That's the definition of hope, isn't it? FDR said, We have always held to hope, the belief, that conviction, that there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. So why does this matter? Well, to put it simply, before one can leave the situation they're in, they have to believe. They have to believe there is another path worth taking. It's not always seeing, but trusting. It's a tale of two components. One, the belief that something better is out there. And two, the belief that you are strong enough to bridge that gap to create that world. Let's start with number one. There was a study done by Kurt Richter in the 1950s. And he used rats. It was kind of a gruesome experiment, but definitely worth talking about because the takeaway is incredible, right? And I kind of cherry-picked the relevant parts of the experiment. So bear with me. Basically, he wanted to delve into the role that hope plays in our lives. And what he would do is he would drop rats into a jar of water and observe them. See how long they could swim before they drowned. And for the most part, these rats would swim for a minute or two and then ultimately give up like there was this innate feeling of hopelessness. But then he made a change. And when they were close to drowning, he'd reach in and pick them up and hold them for a little while. And then he placed them back in the water and the results between the two groups were night and day. The rats saw in the second group that it wasn't over. And when they were placed back in the water, they had a reason to continue swimming. And they did. Some of them did for hours. The only difference being that they had hope. They saw there was more. And I don't think that's too different from us. The situation may be different, but the rules generally apply, right? So, so much of conceding or giving up in life, accepting an existence that falls short of our ideals, is when we don't believe in something more. And so we stop swimming. We don't give ourselves a chance. Right? So instead of creating bridges to walk on, what do we do? We build walls that lock us in. Hope is knowing all pain, all discomfort is temporary. And the second component is belief in yourself. Belief in yourself to traverse that space between current and the ideal. It's self-empowerment. You can be the difference maker in your own life and in the life of others. It's funny, the other day, after reading about the Richter experiment, kind of trying to figure out what to make of it, because the idea of hope 
I knew was powerful. And I wanted to share that story that will highlight its values, but it seemed kind of unfinished or simply part of an explanation. You know, I used to get a kick out of watching these home improvement shows on TV where the homeowner dressed in their DIY armor, armed to the teeth with goggles and, and their most effective weapon of choice, the sledgehammer. Because it's TV. After five minutes of sledgehammering, a huge hole appears where there once wasn't. And then it hit me. This is a component of hope. Seeing what's not there and doing something about it. If the swimming experiment is step one, this has to be step two in real time. Step one, believing, seeing something more. Step two, taking action to change it now. Buying into the fact that you have the power to change your own world. And it's funny because any house I've ever lived in, you look around and you think, this is it, right? This is the situation. This is what's been given to me. How do I make the most of it? How do I play within these parameters? Not, okay, this is fine, but it could be better, you know, by smashing down the wall in the back over there and creating something new. You know, obviously, the message here isn't about home maintenance. This is about taking a sledgehammer to the places in your life in which you are not content so that you can build in its place something that matters. You look around, you look at your life, and you're unhappy. That's not the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story. And that's where the wheels hit the road. In other words... It's looking at life with a lens with the freedom of knowing things don't have to be what they are. They don't have to stay the same until the universe changes them. No, they can be what you make them. And what life teaches us again and again is that walls can be simple no's and can become yeses. Impossibles can become possible, but first must be hope. There must be an understanding that your world is the 10,000-foot view of all the little stories you tell yourself and the narratives you believe. You see, every day when you wake up, take your first step, breathe your first breath, know that nothing simply is. Know it is simply chosen and can be remade. That's what makes life such a beautiful thing. It's flexibility. It's promise to provide what has been relentlessly sought out. So, remember, it's when you can't find your answer, when the odds look grim, when the rest of the world tells you no, that you most need hope. It's the power, the strength to look within yourself and remember that one, life can change, and two, you can change it. Armed with this understanding then, nothing is impossible when others fail to see the answer. When others fail to see the light in themselves or in the situation, you become the reminder that life is internally manufactured. We aren't given answers so that we may believe them. 
we're given the opportunity to believe and we create that ending we hope to pursue. And without this, life is nothing more than a permanent status quo. It's holding our hands to the sky and receiving what life chooses to provide. But that's not why you're here. It's not why you wake up in the morning. It's not why you woke up today. Not to accept, but to create. To find hope in the tragedy and the hardship and to find within yourself the strength to move forward with whatever you decide comes next. Hey, I'll see you next time and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.